0: I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm a neuroscientist and mental health researcher and this podcast is dedicated to helping you take back control of your mental health and to give you simple and scientific tools and strategies to help others who may be struggling. In this episode, I interview once again one of my favorite guests and fellow South African, Dr. Frank Lipman, on his latest book, The New Rules on Aging Well. How to build a strong immune system, mental health tips to increase longevity, the dangers of vegetable oils, common meds that should not be common, the benefits of CBD, what to do if you feel like you've spent too many years doing the wrong thing for your physical and mental health, and so much more. Before we begin today's episode... I want to thank each and every one of you who tunes into each episode and supports this show. It makes me so happy to see how this podcast is helping so many of you realize how capable you are of managing your mental health and how it's helping you help others. I would love if you could leave a five-star review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and keep sharing with friends and family. And now on to today's episode. Dr. Frank Luckman, what a pleasure it is to have you back in the studio again and to interview you again. I so enjoyed talking to a fellow South African and so proud of what you've achieved. And you've been, you're amazing the way you approach medicine and life and have so much value to offer the world. So I'm very, very honored that you're back on my podcast again about your newest book, which is fantastic. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on again.
0: Oh, no, it's, it's wonderful. And
1: I'm drinking my Roy rooibos tea.
0: Oh, I'm so pleased. That's fantastic. Oh gosh. Yeah. We always drink that still. So <laughs> there's nothing like rooibos tea from South Africa. Anyway, well, I'm very excited about your book, Aging Well, and you've just got your first copy over there. So if you want to show, show everyone, that's fantastic. We're going to be talking about Dr. Frank Luckman's latest book, which is about to be released, The New Rules of Aging Well. I do like that title. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear all about this. I love your layout, by the way. It looks wonderful. It's really easy to read, and it's just it's just great. So, congratulations! Thank you. So, before we begin, can you just share a little bit about yourself, and yeah, maybe tell us something that's not in your bio and a little bit about yourself?
1: A little bit about myself. Well, I like you, Born in South Africa in the fifties, raised there, and raised in a liberal family, and always knew I wanted to leave South Africa. Didn't want to live under apartheid, so. I love South Africa, something I don't normally talk about. I love African music, so I was very influenced by African culture. I worked in the bush, but just generally I was quite intrigued by African culture, in particular African music. So I'm a major African Wonderful. music fan. Wonderful. But I, like many mm-hmm. South Africans, ran away from apartheid and landed in New York. I I qualified as a doctor in South Africa and then came here and did a residency and, you know, was disillusioned with medicine in America and started going down a path where I had to find something that I wanted to do. And I got into nutrition and acupuncture and this is where I am 30 years later, whatever, how many years, maybe 35. You know, it started by being disillusioned with Western medicine.
0: And you talk about that very, very clearly and, and how you need to blend Eastern and Western medicine. And I love that that is your approach, that you're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, you, you're getting the best of both and blending the best of both. And I mean, that is the future of medicine, isn't it? I mean, if we're going to be progressing forward as just as an aside, I mean, it's really... It...
1: Well, I think, you know, the, the whole the book premise of the book is, you know, we've learned so much from ancient wisdom and the book is really a combination of ancient wisdom and the later science. So I'm not against science and you know, new information and monitoring and checking, but there's so much ancient wisdom. And I think what's happening now is a lot of this ancient wisdom is being acknowledged or proven by science. And the the, the yeah. book is really this combination of ancient wisdom, how important sleep is, meditation, moving your body, social connections. And now combined with the latest science, with which is sort of not only acknowledging it, but, but showing that it's all real and it works.
0: I love that. I love the way you say that right at the beginning of your book. You say that it's it's this modern science and ancient wisdom, which is science, but we're just looking at it differently now and blending and taking the best of both, which then feeds back into, you know, when I look through your book and I look through at the wellness industry, it's so logical. You know, you kind of think of everything that you're telling people to do and you make it very simple. It's so logical. Instinctively, you know, okay, this is truth. This is truth. This is truth.
1: Right. Common a lot, most of what I talk about is common sense, except we've lost that common sense, Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, and we get caught up in. I mean, look at the craziness at the moment, but we get you know, we don't, you know, common things happen commonly, we've just lost that common sense approach, yeah.
0: I love how you say that we've lost the common sense approach. Why do you think that's happened, Dr. Lipman? Why do you think we've landed up where we are today?
1: We're enamored by Western science and technology and, you know, certain measurements, and we forget about the ordinary things in life. As I always say, it's the ordinary things we do on a daily basis that have extraordinary effects on our health, Mm. and we forget about it. You know, we just were talking about music. I'm a music fan. Music is medicine. We just don't see it as medicine. Being kind is medicine. Volunteering is medicine. All of these things Mm. are medicine. So we just don't see it that way. We see drugs and surgery as medicine and not these simple things that we're doing every day.
0: I love that. It's so important. It's it's almost like people, have, like you say, medicine, music is medicine. And people will hear that and think, well, if I've got to choose between that and a prescription, I want the prescription. Meanwhile, I'm not saying don't get the prescription, but we've got to bring the balance of those basic things in. So our our perspectives have have shifted. We're not seeing the value of those. And your book's a lot about reteaching us those values to look at the values to, to change our perspective. And to go back and see that music is medicine. I love that. Being kind is medicine. I mean, that's, that's powerful you know, there's so much that goes on in our brain and our body in response to being kind, but do people even remember or take the time to to even think about those things? And you talk a lot about the immune system and, and you know, you, you talk a lot about so many things, but there's just the immune systems on everyone's mind at the moment with COVID and what's going on. And I do like how you handle the immune system and explain that. Could you talk a little bit about that and how you handle that in your book and just also related to mental health? Because I think that this is just all, it's all tied in.
1: You know, when I was writing the book on aging and the publisher had asked me to write a book on aging, when COVID started, they said, well, you know, everyone's interested in the immunity now. Can you, is there something you can do about the immune system? I said, well, that's interesting. What you do to age well will strengthen your immune system. It's not an either or. So it's the same, it's the same premise. You know, the premise is how do you improve functioning of the body? You know, you if you improve functioning of the immune system, you're going to age better. If you learn how to control your mind, your immune system is going to be better, and vice versa. So, all of these things work together. You can't, re- you know, in Western medicine we separate. You know, there's yeah. a cardiology department, there's a gastroenterology department, there's an immuno- immunology department, and, and and actually, you know, you should know better more than anyone else is the Mental Health Institute yeah. and the Regular Health Institute, as if these are all separate bodies. And it's all the same thing. So to me, learning to age well is you're going to strengthen your immune system and vice versa. Learning to think well, you're going to age well as well.
0: I love that. It's so important. And you're so right. If we can just get our head around the fact that it's the mind-body connection is real, that you can't, Whatever you think is going to impact your body and vice versa, and it just then the blending that, as you say, all the different departments. Yes, it's good to specialise, but we've forgotten how to integrate as well. You know, and it's so interesting because we, with all this advance in medicine that we have in technology, people are dying younger. You know, there's a population trends show that there's a reversal. So something we're not doing it right. So we have to change it, and that's why I'm a fan of yours because you are pushing medicine in that direction. That we've got to change the way we see that integration. So it's really fantastic. Let's just come circle back to the fact that your book is about. Aging well, because that is something that is not. You know, there's there's a lot of talk around that, and there's a lot of research, and there's a lot of there's a lot of problems in that whole concept of aging. Could you just unpack a little bit of why you what what's involved, what is in this book? You've given some general principles, but
1: yeah. So, I mean, we're all going to get older. We're all going to mm-hmm. age. That's normal. But how well you age is determined by how you live your life. So there's, you know, these concepts of lifespan and health span. Mm -hmm. Lifespan is how long you're going to live and your health span is how long you're going to live healthy. Mm, You want to like extend your health health span as long as you can and almost extend it to your lifespan. So you're vital and feeling great and and doing whatever you want to do until the last few days of your life. So you want your health span to be extended to your lifespan. So it's not just about living longer. It's about living longer and healthier. And, you know, there's some people out there, especially the younger generation into hacking who say they're going to live to 180. I don't know if I want to live to 180. I want to live (laughs) a long, vital life so I can see my grandchildren grow up and and whatever. But I'm not sure I want to live to 180. So I think, (laughs) you know, it's all about aging well, being vital, doing everything, getting up in the morning and doing what you want to do. Having some purpose and meaning in your life, not having aches and pains and disability, being cognitively aware and as sharp as you want and and, and enjoying your friends, your family, your grandchildren, whatever it is. So that to me is aging well, you know, not getting diseased and disabled.
0: Oh, that's so good. It's simple, it's realistic, and I know that's what everyone wants, but they, in today's sort of world that we live in, a lot of people are accepting that aging is just. You have, you actually make the statement. I'm going to read your statement. Symptoms like feeling lousy and looking puffy are absolutely not a given of aging. They're warning signs that you need to change your lifestyle. Love that. It's your lifestyle choices, not your genes, that have tremendous impact on how you age. And here you'll learn how to make the best choices in order to be younger and feel better all around. So, how can we reverse the symptoms of aging and feel better all around? So, how can I do It's good. I know. Didn't it sound good?
1: (laughs) Well, I think. You know, as I said, there a lot of this has to do with how you live your life. And these aren't significant changes you have to make. I mean, there's simple things you can do, like eating less, for instance, is an easy example. So
0: glad um, you're talking about
1: that. You know, we all eat too much, especially in America. I remember when I came from South Africa, for instance, you know, in South Africa, you used to much smaller portions. You come to America. The portions are so huge and you get used to it. Then I used to go back to South Africa and I used to say, God, these are such small portions. You know, <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, how we perceive things and how we get brainwashed to things. So I think we all tend to eat too much generally. I mean, that's just the way it is. And an easy way to actually eat less in a, in a healthy way because it has other positive benefits on your health is fasting. I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of time restricted eating or intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. where you eat most. You know, I eat like it's six o'clock. I've eaten dinner. I'm finished for the Mm -hmm. night. And I'll eat breakfast again or my breakfast when I'll eat my first meal is 10 or 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. So I wait a good 16 hours between my last meal and my first meal of the day. Yeah. And that actually has it's probably one of the most powerful ways of of or, or the most one of the most powerful things you can do to age better it has so many positive effects on the body it would be a multi billion dollar drug you know it helps with your blood sugar regulation mm-hmm. it helps with your weight it improves digestion it stimulates your longevity genes in a pos- positive way it stimulates your mitochondrial function and the number of mitochondria. Those, those are your energy powerhouses. It stimulates the self-cleansing mechanisms in the body, and on and on and on. It's got mm-hmm. very powerful effects, and it's something that you have control over. You know, there's this concept that we know about called hormesis. Mm-hmm. You know what hormesis is?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, hormesis is uh, the the concept that a little bit of stress is good for the body. Mm-hmm. So chronic stress and the stress we all mm-hmm. under, especially now, not good for the body. But little stresses on the body are actually have powerful beneficial effects on 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 our health. You know, the saying is, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger," makes you stronger. So fasting is a, has an hormetic effect.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a
1: good stress on the body, as is high intensity interval training, for instance. Yeah. The little spurts of 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 energy or of exercise sort of stresses your body a little bit. These little stresses on the body are, have very, very powerful effects in, in, in a good way on the body. So, fasting is probably one of the best things you can do, or eating your food in, in, in an eight or maybe 10 hour time period and, mm. and not eating for a good 14 to 16 hours. Mm. A, a little thing like that can make a big difference. Taking sleep seriously. You know, we, we assume as we get older that our sleep's not going to be as good. I agree it's mm-hmm. harder to, to sleep better as you're older. There's no question. You just got to pay a little bit more attention to it. You know, when you're younger, you, you, know, you think you can do anything and you're invincible. <laughs> and Sleep isn't important. You want to do as much as you can and it catches yeah. up with you. So, you start realizing sleep is really important. So, you know, there are all these little things that one can do, and the book is full of them. So, you know, probably one of the biggest things that no one talks about is laughing at yourself, you know, not taking your aging so I saw seriously. That. You know, we all take ourselves too seriously, and being able to laugh at yourself is important, like, you know, especially in times like this. I think laughter yeah. is so important. You know, I think, you know, The comedians it are are these really smart? I mean, Trevor Noah. Oh
0: gosh, I was about to say you must be talking about Trevor Noah
1: because one of them, he's brilliant. I mean, but all of them, they're fabulous. Yes, Saturday Night Live. I mean, oh yeah, there's so much great. So good times like this. It's really important to laugh. So I think so these comedians play an important role in times like this.
0: I love that. Now, it's vital to do everything you can to boost your immune system. One way is through proper hydration. I'm sure you didn't think of that. One of the most effective ways to stay hydrated is with liquid IV, my favorite electrolyte supplement. Liquid IV comes in a variety of flavors. My favorite is the lemon lime. Liquid IV can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water, contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than traditional sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives and has less sugar than an apple and it's non-GMO, vegan and free of gluten, dairy and soy. Clean ingredients. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DrLeaf at checkout. That's 25% of anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Just go to liquidIV.com and enter the promo code Dr. Leaf to save 25% and get a better hydration. That's liquidivy.com, promo code Dr. Leaf. Don't wait, start properly hydrating today. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. These are such a simple things to do, and I want you to just circle back to uh, the fasting to say thank you for bringing that up and the caloric restriction I mean these are things that need people hear about them but they need to really understand that they're reality same like you we do the same thing we do that we are finished eating by six and we also, also always do fasted workouts so I found that has changed my life completely is I always I always do a fasted workout so if I'm going to work out at 12 I still don't eat until after 12 or whatever until I am finished the workout that has made such a difference and it changes sleep so there is isn't there Dr. Lipman there's a link between that Fasting and the workout because you talk about moving all the time and sleep as well. And I love that you talk about movement. You don't just have to go and do like an intense burst of orange theory, which is what I do. But you've got to move all day long. You know that's so. I loved how you explained that in your book because people think I've done my hour now I can sit the rest of the day. But you're very hot on telling people to keep on moving. And can you talk just a little bit about that? And then I want to circle back a little bit more to some to sleep. Just a couple more because that's such a huge issue, as you know.
1: Sure. So. Look, I think we've all been brainwashed to think you need to go to the gym to get the effects of exercise, you know, because once again, it's part of the culture, but you just really need to move your body. You know, there's tons of research that's showing just even walking is good exercise. So, I mean, I do think as you get older, you know, strength training becomes more and more important. There's yeah. no that's one thing that I'm only starting to do now. I've never been into strength training. But as you get older and you lose muscle mass, I think it becomes more important. So good. So mm. I am, you know, I, I, it's not, I, I need to practice what I preach, but I am starting to do it for strength. That's good.
0: <laughs> Pushing some weights at the gym there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never really enjoyed it, but, you know, I, must, I need to do it. You know, I prefer yoga and yes. riding my bike and things like that. But, you know, you've got to adjust as you get older.
0: You can do it. You you can do a strength class at the at yoga now, where you can do it with weights, which is which is fantastic. You're doing it all. <laughs>
1: I have no excuse, but I do. I do think you know all these things work together. Exercise mm. affects your microbiome. Your microbiome affects your sleep. Exercise affects your sleep. Exercise will help you with stress. All of this works together. It's not one thing. In other words, it's not. I mean, I do think fasting is important, and I agree with you. I also try and. You know, I go for a long ride. Usually, you know, when, when, when I haven't eaten, and it's great. And I do feel much better when I exercise. Yeah. And I sleep better when I exercise. I sleep better when I go for a walk on the beach, whatever it is. So there, there all these yeah. things. You no, know, it's all tied together. It's not. You know, we we tend to look at things in isolation in, yeah. in Western culture and Western medicine. But you know, I think. Overall, you know, trying to, to, to live your life doing the things that you enjoy doing, not focusing all your attention on just working so hard. And yeah. you need to let, you need to chill out. You need to, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm learning a lot with a grandchild now. I have a grandchild. And,
0: oh, lovely. you know,
1: a little, you know, just spending time with him sort of, you know, you start seeing things a little bit differently and enjoying things a little bit differently and you get so much enjoyment you realize how much enjoyment you can get out of little things in life so
0: it's oh, amazing and it's it's just a matter of us shifting our perspective like you said I mean that's
1: just your, that's, your thing it's all about how you yeah. see the world it's yeah how you reframe things and it's how you see the light it's the lenses you you use to, to exactly. see the world exactly you can change your lenses that's the basic you know you can use this lens or you can use another so it's all about the lenses you use to to see the world and how you perceive it.
0: I love that. I love it. I love how you explain that. It's simple. You know, it makes what you're saying there, makes it feel like, okay, I can do this. This is something I can take one little thing. I can try fasting. I can try reducing the calories, et cetera. And that, you know, to eat less, whatever, get more informed. So, and you give so many great tips in the book to do that. You make it very, very simple.
1: Yeah, that's always been the way I've tried to write books, especially my, my last three or four books have, How can I make this simple for people who are too busy, who don't have time to read, who want something, you know, just I see it in my practice. They want something simple that's doable for them. So, you know, in all these books, I try and make it accessible and doable and not, you you know, not intimidating. Exactly. uh, Because a lot of the stuff isn't, it's really not that difficult. Now, I'm not saying it's all easy, giving up sugar, not easy, but all these things become easier and easier as they become habits. And so, yes, that's my modus operandi has always been to make things as accessible for people as possible.
0: Well, that's the best thing. It's the best way because then you're going to do it. You know, people will do them and they'll build those habits. Based on that, I want to ask you this question. There's lots of rules and information and things to remember out there. So you've made it much more accessible in your book. There's so much in the wellness industry. People are flooded, as we know, in uh, social media. So it's excellent information. What happens when people realize, so here I'm going to throw a little curveball. What happens when people realize that they've done none of this and now they hit their 50s or their 60s and their mental health has gone down the tubes, their physical health has gone down the tube. What advice would you have for someone who's, it's kind of extreme, but I think there's quite a lot of people in that position?
1: It's simple. It's never too late. Lovely. Tons and tons of studies showing it's never too late. They've done studies of people who start exercising in their 70s and 80s and they get positive effects. So I think it's never, ever too late to make changes. And You know, even if you're in your 60s and 70s, start today. You'll feel better. And it doesn't take that long. Within a couple of weeks, you start feeling the difference. So I think it's, once again, it's simple. Start wherever, you know, whether you're 50 or you're 60 or you're 70 or you're 40, start making these changes today because it's just going to make life easier for you. If you start in your 40s, that's great. But if you start in your 60s, that's also great.
0: That's a great attitude because immediately that just shifts the whole way that your brain and body are functioning in one instant just to shift that, to to put the lens on, put the lenses on, it's never too late, just begin now with
1: something small. There are tons of studies to show that. I mean, tons of studies. There is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're quite right. There's so much research out there. And that's, you know, this excellent advice on wellness, people might feel, because we get this question a lot from, it's so much out there with the overwhelm can even make them feel depressed. How do they remember how to do all of that? And that goes to the other comment that it's got to become a habit, take one little thing at a time. Let's say now that you have a patient in your clinic, and it could be that person who's in their 60s and 70s, never done anything, or it could be someone younger, as you said, 30, 40, and they are overwhelmed by the amount of information. They know what they should be doing, but they just don't know where to begin would you walk them through like maybe do you set it like a typical day do you give them a day plan what would be the starter kit to get going
1: sure so you know it's easier when you're working one-on-one with people because you can sort of see where people are, are at and you start them where they're at for some people you just will start with why don't you start removing this food why don't you add this so that's easy when you're with someone because you can see and, and, and get a good sense of what they're going to do because ultimately you want someone to feel better mm-hmm. or have a subjective feeling of, of vitality and feeling better that they'll want to continue doing it. If you can get someone mm-hmm. to have that subjective sensation of wellness or vitality, then you got them hooked. So, you know, younger people who overweight, we tend to clean out their gut, put them on a stricter diet, clean out their gut. They come back in two weeks, they've lost weight, their gut feels better and they go, wow, I feel so much better. I want to continue feeling like that. An older person, you know, if they're not moving, you get them to start moving. You, you want to try to find where someone will get the most bang for their buck. You know, If someone is having a terrible time sleeping, you'll focus on sleep. If someone is so stressed out, ideally you want them to meditate, but there are these machines that can medit help meditate people. So it all depends where someone's at, but you want to get them to feel the difference fairly quickly because if they feel the difference then they'll then they'll believe you. And once they believe you and they they realize that they can get better, then they'll continue. You know, it all depends where someone's at, but you want to choose something that you'll do and, you know, become a habit. So you realize that even if it's just getting up early in the morning and going outside for 10 minutes, something like simple things can make a big difference.
0: Well, that's fantastic. And, so, and,
1: and, and, and a lot of the time it's and being a little bit kind to oneself. You know, we, I talked mm, about being kind to others, but, you know, a lot of us are so harsh on ourselves. Mm, uh, that's a good point. Learning to accept things and, and be kind and not take not take life so seriously. I mean, I think humor is very powerful.
0: Oh, yes. Just so, as you said, just watch a little clever and you start relaxing. So, that's really good. So people could literally take your book and think, okay, I'm battling to sleep. Go to the sleep chapter, work on sleep, get some impact there, and then maybe take another thing. So they don't have to read it all and memorize it all and do it all. If they just take one little thing at a time, experience some success and then that's
1: the uh, next. The idea of the book is you can theoretically open it up at any page and you'll get something and That's start you want, yeah.
0: That's really great. I love that. You caught my attention with a lot of things, but you caught my attention with the fact that you talk about telomeres and aging. I think you're aware that I do clinical trials, and we were actually looking at telomeres, and I wanted to look at various different things, but we know it's a proxy for emotional stress and, and so on. And we interesting, um, Dr. Lippmann, we found some of our subjects had biological ages that were up to 30 years older than their chronological ages. They were like, like so they were in their 30s, saying they, they were there, but their biological ages from their telomeres were sort of in their 60s and we managed to reverse that statistically significantly within a 9 week period which is quite unusual and it was basically using mind so that's I'm fascinated with telomeres and I think it's, it's it's very much in the future you talk about it too and I was thrilled to see that can you talk a little bit about that because it's it's out there and people are starting to get into that and it's just a great concept and it's a great si- it's a great science that's developing there
1: yeah i think the science is still young but it's mm-hmm. just it's another marker that you, one can measure you know some people love Measurements and seeing how they can reverse it. I mean, for some people, that's very powerful. So, you know, you can measure telomeres, the other biomarkers you can measure, and then tell people to make changes, whether it's mental changes or fasting or changing their diet, whatever it is. And then you remeasure it and you see the difference. And that's actually very powerful for a lot of people when people see that their telomeres are getting longer or they stop shortening or. There's certain biomarkers are improving. That's powerful, you know. When someone says, "Wow, look, I just did this," and I, you know, then they want to get even better. So th- that's, you know, to me is just another way of of measuring what we're suggesting. So I'm all for whether it's telomeres or you know the, the other blood biomarkers. So I don't know enough about telomeres except that mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept and it's an interesting tool to measure how we're doing as we get older.
0: For sure, it's fantastic. And it's, as you say, it's data, it's evidence. And it just it's encouraging and motivating to see that you can actually make those changes. They didn't think you could make them in a short, they we thought at least five years, but now we're showing within three to nine weeks, you can actually start making changes. And, that, and the changes you're suggesting, which is fantastic. Just to circle back to sleep, I want to quickly come back there again. You had an interesting concept too that not that many people talk about. And I actually put this in my most recent book that's coming up. You talk about the fact that sleep preparation begins in the morning. I'm paraphrasing but you I love that because most people think okay, it's night take you know, the blue blockers and which is all part of it but pe- preparation for sleep does not begin at night. it begins in the morning and I love how you talk about that.
1: Right well sleep is a, is your prime you know, is your body's primary rhythm you know you awake and you go to sleep it's a it's a rhythm that happens you know every twelve or whatever. You can't think that you just need to prepare for the last hour. Go, 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 and then stop and think your body's going to just go to sleep. you need to, yeah. t- to to me, you've got to live with with the rhythms and the cycle of nature, you know, I actually started getting into rhythms in South Africa when I worked in the bush when I worked in oh, wow in Bele, there was no mm-hmm,
0: element, I know that place <laughs> know?
1: so you know, when I worked there in 1980 eighty one 82 I don't know. There was no electricity where I was mm-hmm. working. Well, in certain areas,
2: mm-hmm. so people
1: had to live with the rhythms and cycles of nature. nature. They to go to sleep mm-hmm. when it was dark. They had their kerosene lamps, but they basically went to sleep when it was dark. They woke up when it was light. They had to eat whatever food was grown in in you know at the time of the year, and that's how life was. You sort of when I started thinking about it in a in a, a book, uh, one of my books called Spent or Revived many, many years ago. And I started thinking about why wasn't I seeing people who were having these chronic diseases of the West in those days. And one of the reasons Mm. I came up with that people had to live, they weren't fighting the rhythms. It's like swimming upstream. You know, we in the West, we have these artificial lights Mm. at night, which your body thinks is still daytime, and you don't get enough normal light during the day. And your body... Your body's hormone, hormonal system doesn't get used to the cycle. So, to me, one of the best tips I give for sleep is going outside and getting natural light first thing in the morning. Mm. Because that's starting to teach your so body good. to get back into the cycle. And, you know, these are the little simple things that we, mm. we just don't think work because we don't think of sleep and wake as being, you know, one continuous cycle, especially with all the artificial lights at
2: yeah. night.
1: Um, I think it's really important to start get try kick your body back into that natural cycle and get some natural light first thing in the morning.
0: I love that. So it's getting to the rhythm of the cycles and make sure you start the day with some natural light and it'll start te- reteaching your
1: body. One of the most powerful sleep tips you can get that's fantastic. You wake up about the same time every day and get, up and get some natural light first thing in the morning.
0: That's, I mean, we can all do that. That's something that's really doable and easy, and that's fantastic. You talk about some of the rules of the book, and this is fun, common meds that shouldn't be common. Can you just talk briefly about that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, once again, we're in a culture that the only medicines we think are drugs or surgery. And what we do is we have a symptom And we just suppress the symptom Mm.
2: with
1: this Band-Aid. You know, the metaphor I always give is if you're driving your car and the, and the oil light goes on, you don't put a Band-Aid and drive on. You see why the oil light went on. So with your body, we, we don't see it that way. So you get heartburn in Western medicine. We just take a PPI like Nexium or. Yeah. And we suppress the heartburn instead of seeing why the heartburn is occurring. And. Unfo- unfortunately, when you're suppressing these symptoms, mm. a lot of these drugs have side effects mm. and PPIs are just one example. I hate the PPIs. It's fine if you take it for a week, maybe two weeks, but people are put on these acid reflux mm. drugs, these P- PPIs for is months it- and years and years, and they have multiple side effects. You know, the mm. one which is going to affect your aging, but it has others is it affects your microbiome. It infects the balance of the good and the bad bacteria Mm. because it's suppressing a natural function of your body, the hydrochloric acid production. So, you know, PPI's are one of those drugs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are another type of drug. That I'm not saying there's not a place for PPI's or or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. These are drugs that are just overused. Yeah. Uh, And that's because as a Western doctor, those are the tools that they have Mm. They are not taught about relaxation or
0: F- or, mm.
1: or whatever whatever it is. So their tool is if you have heartburn, he has a PPI. Mm. If you have some inflammation in your knee, he has an anti-inflammatory as opposed to maybe using those drugs for short term and trying to see what the story is and trying to treat that problem or see why that problem is occurring and treat it more naturally. Because these drugs, over time, have side effects.
0: That's so brilliant. Um, that's why I wanted to hone in on that question because I love how you.
1: There was one, There's a, have, yeah. Go ahead. There was a f- well-known doctor at in that I trained with in South Africa with a very strong South African accent, and he always used to say, "You know what?" what and was which is interesting because he was an internist teaching us. He said uh, he always used to say, "All drugs have effects." We just don't. We just call the ones we don't like side effects.
0: I love that. That's that's stuck in your head.
1: Side effects are just other effects of the you know of of the drug, and the ones we don't like we call side effects. That was like his
0: his mantra, his mantra that, but that's brilliant because it's so true. And it's, it's so, you, you said that brilliantly because it applies to mental health as well. You know, we can't just go and suppress the symptom. You have to find why. So as you say, temporary, temporary relief, but then I'm just really bouncing back what you said, because you said it so brilliantly, temporary relief, but you have to find the source. What is the origin? What is the cause? Not just to get stuck on those, you know, peptone, as you said, those, you've got to find the cause. So that's fantastic. Well, Frank, what haven't I covered? What, what else would you like to say about your book that we haven't covered? I mean, there's so many different things that I can ask you, like vegetable oils and, and CBD and all these great things, but you cover that really well in your book.
1: Yeah, I think the book is full of little tidbits. You know, what I've always tried to do with my books, as I did with this, I take a lot of information and I try to simplify it and make it accessible for people. By the way, my dog barking, having a pet is actually very good for one's (laughs) psyche too, even though she barks. But I think there's so many, you know, the message of the book is it's not that difficult. It's never too late. And little, you know, these little simple things can have enormous effects. And yeah, sleep is important. What you eat, when you eat, how you deal with stress, how you think, how you treat others, how you treat yourself the community that you're part of, having a purpose and meaning in life and don't take it so seriously.
0: That's so good. And it all circles back to basically mind and mental health, driving the decision to even open the book and read it. You know, it's going to, every little tip is going to improve your mental health, which is fantastic. Last question, what are some wellness myths and misinformation that you would love to dispel? Because there's a lot out there. (laughs) Is there anything that you're particularly worried about or particularly concerned about that you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it, People need to, to to rather look at what they can change within themselves rather than going for expensive treatments. You know, the, the mm. arts is not going to come in a pill bottle, whether it's medication or supplements, although I'm all for supplements. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I take a lot myself. I think they can be helpful. But ultimately, how you age and how well you age is going to be determined by how you live your life. You don't look for... External remedies, I think there are things that can be helpful,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it doesn't have to be expensive, it doesn't have to be time consuming. Yes, you need to pay attention, you need to be your own doctor because you're not going to get this information from mm-hmm. the, your regular doctors. And what myths? I would say the biggest one would be anyone who makes a major claim about anything, just be wary of that. There's no good magic celery juice Mm -mm. or whatever it is not that I'm against (laughs) celery juice but yeah you're not going to get this juice or this drink or whatever that's going to you know solve all your problems and talking about juice I think juices can be a problem juices tend to be full of sugar yeah I think a lot of people think when they're drinking juice it's healthy for them because it's green but a lot of the green juices have tons of sugar in Mm -hmm. Watch the sugar sugar is the devil what are the myths? You know, I, I don't think there's one Good. diet. There's no, the vegan diet's not necessarily better than a, you know, vegan diet may work for some people. It doesn't work for others. Paleo diet doesn't work for everyone. It works for some yeah. people. So there is no one way to eat. There's not one way to relax. There's not one way to exercise. You've got to find your way.
0: I love that. That 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 just immediately makes everyone feel more at peace. What you've just said. So thank you for saying that. That's really fantastic. How can people get hold of you and get hold of your book? And we'll put all this. We'll put all this in the show notes as well.
1: Right. I'm at drfranklippman.com. Dr Frank One P. One N. Drfranklippman.com. The book. There'll be a. I'm sure. A section yeah. on there for the book. You can go to Amazon.com. The book's there. Yeah. It's in Barnes and it's in all the bookstores. The book will be everywhere, hopefully. But you should be able to get it anywhere. It's a really good book. It's very simple and I hope it's helpful.
0: Fantastic. I think it's going to help so many people. And you're still practicing out of New York so people can find out about that. I
1: practice. I'm doing virtual as well now, which is great. I can see people from home. So, yeah, I, I go into New York a few days and I see patients virtually a few days. That's great.
0: Wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. The simplicity of your wisdom is just very it's just brilliant. So, thank you so much for everything you do and and for writing this book to help us.
1: Thanks, Karen. Thank you. And thank you for it's having good. me
0: on. Thanks so much. It's been great. Thank you. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful.